This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm Rico Beard. And uh, big news happened with the Big Ten. I mean, and by big news, I mean this is big. I don't think anybody saw what was happening on Thursday. USC and UCLA agreeing to leave the Pac-12 and join the Big Ten. No one saw that coming. No one. Now the Big Ten will stretch from coast to coast and leaves a lot of questions of of why. And first of all, yeah, I do think that this is probably going to bring the end of the Pac-12. They're going on life support, very similar to what the Big 12 is doing. But when you lose the best two teams in your conference, it's hard to recover. You're just not going to bring in someone else and have the stature of USC and UCLA. Now, It's been coming out lately that one of the reasons is just money. Let's be real. It's not that the Big Ten has this great tradition. It's money. It's the reason why Maryland wanted to get into the conference because Maryland's athletic department was underwater. And the Big Ten, with the checks that they were writing, courtesy of the Big Ten Network, it helped Maryland get out of their athletic department, get out of the financial hole. looks like UCLA is in a very similar hole they want it out, and let's also face it, the way the Pac-12 is, it's not a very strong conference. Now with USC on the rise with Lincoln Riley there, you align with the Big Ten, and you get a shot at the prize, and the prize being the college football playoff. Now, I do think this is the biggest reason that you're seeing the migration of talent go from conference to conference is the college football playoff, and guys like it or not. And you may think this is just me being overly simplistic, but I'm not. If we would have just embraced the fact of expanding the college football playoffs to eight teams, you didn't even have to go to 16. You didn't have to go to 12. You went to eight teams. I think every conference still is intact. You could have had the winner of every conference make it into the college football playoffs and leave three wild card spots for teams like Notre Dame or if you're the second best team in the SEC with only one loss to Alabama or Georgia, you could get in. If you're the second best team in the Big Ten with one loss, you could still get in. It offered the fact that the 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 the, the people who won their conference was guaranteed a spot in. And then, of course, people would always go, well, what if the conference champion had five losses? Guys, when's the last time that's happened? Seriously, this is when we start making up stupid stuff and, and it gets in the way of, of smart people and doing smart things because you, you go to the lowest common denominator. If the college football playoffs had expanded a while ago and they could have, they chose not to. They wanted to leave it at four. This is what you get. This is the byproduct. Very similar to the NIL. 
If you would have started paying players years ago, you wouldn't be in this NIL situation. The problem never goes away. It just gets buried and buried until all of a sudden it erupts and now it's sitting right there in your face and you have nothing to say about it. But, oh, my God, how did this happen? You know exactly how it happened. Had we expanded the playoffs, Texas and Oklahoma still in the Big 12. USC and UCLA, they're still in the Pac-12. But instead, you decided, no, we want to only cap it at four. And now you're having people scramble because, let's face it, every year the SEC is probably going to get two teams in there. And then you have a battle for the last couple of spots. And and it's just a battle royal. And now you're seeing teams trying to align themselves, saying, well, if I'm in this conference, I get a better shot at getting into the playoffs. So this could have all been avoided had we just expanded. But we didn't. And I hope everybody who did not want to expand it is happy now because these are the same people crying how this is ruining college football. Let's face it. College football is evolving. It's not being ruined. It's different. It's not what you grew up on. But half the stuff that you grew up on and just, oh, my God, it was so much better. Was it really? Or have you just let nostalgia get in the way? Because, I mean, honestly, I've seen the script Ohio And yeah, it's great, but it doesn't make the game. When you go to Ohio State, you go to watch the Buckeyes. You don't go to the big house to watch somebody touch the banner. You go to watch the team play. So yeah, college football will survive. It will evolve. And, you know, people are saying like my uh, Mike, my radio partner, well, it's turning into the NFL. Guys, NFL is king. NFL is on top by himself and Okay, if college football is turning into the NFL, is that really a bad thing? Because the NFL has playoffs, the NFL has the Super Bowl, the NFL has intrigue. And, and here's the other thing. When you have teams like this going to the to the bigger conferences, because I do think that the conferences will continue to expand. I mean, we saw Oregon and Washington immediately uh, asking for admission into the Big Ten. The Big Ten said, hold on, because they're waiting on Notre Dame which I'll get to in a second. But when you start expanding the conferences, you get better games. Now, here's what people have to realize. There's going to come a time where you're going to be able to lose games and it won't be a death sentence. It'll be very similar to college basketball where you'll actually see tough non-conference or tough early season games and it gives teams a chance to come back and still win. Yeah, everybody's still searching to be that 76 uh, Indiana team. But let's face it. Every champion in college basketball has a couple of losses. It's okay. But we've conditioned ourselves that in college football, you can never have a loss. Guys, I'd rather see better caliber of games than teams with cupcake schedules. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Michigan. I'd rather see really tough games where you got a chance to lose, but you also get a chance to redeem yourself down the line. All right, let's get to Notre Dame because Notre Dame, I guess that's holding up the entrance to Oregon and Washington. If I'm the Big Ten, Notre Dame has put you in the friend zone. They have. You've showed Notre Dame every reason why you should be a couple. You've gone and you've taken Notre Dame out to dinner. You've watched all the stupid movies that Notre Dame wants you to watch that you would never watch. You've done everything. You've gone to antiquing with Notre Dame and just doing stuff that you never thought you would do. Trying to court Notre Dame to your conference. 
and Notre Dame keeps telling you, I think we should just be friends. They play half the teams, but they don't play the other half. Notre Dame, to me, should be on a 24-hour watch. You ask them, and you give them 24 hours. There's nothing new as the Big Ten can do to say, Notre Dame, you want to come in here. As a matter of fact, if you're the Big Ten, you hold all the power because you have the money. The SEC has a trophy and prestige, but the Big Ten, thanks to the foresight of the Big Ten Network, holds all the money, folks. Seriously, why do you think the the top four Pac-12 teams are trying to get in to the Big Ten? Two of them are already in. The other two would jump in a heartbeat. As a matter of fact, they did the second the other two left. In the end, with this new Big Ten contract, uh, Big Ten Network contract coming up and, and signing with the other TV networks, you do realize that the Big Ten, I'm estimating, will give each school a check for $100 million a year. You know how much... USC and UCLA were getting, thanks to the Pac-12's antiquated contract, they were getting roughly about close to $30 million. That's an increase in $70 million a year. Let's be real. This is why teams want to come there, and this is what you hold over Notre Dame. Well, they got the NBC and, and the Peacock Network. Okay, fine. Well, great. If Notre Dame doesn't want to join... And no, they don't get special treatment. They don't get to hold on to their TV contract. They throw it into the pile with everybody else, but they'll get the guaranteed check. If Notre Dame doesn't want to join, here's what's going to happen. They're going to end up starving themselves out because that's just what's going to happen. Now, they can go to the to the ACC, but let's face it, the ACC, not that great of a conference. But I will say this. Here's something that I did learn. The ACC was at least smart enough when they signed their new deal. If a team wants to leave the ACC, they give up their rights to television broadcasting. Meaning, um, let's just say Clemson joins the SEC. Clemson, Miami, and Florida State and North Carolina, they join the SEC. Here's the problem. The money that they make in the SEC network all goes back to the ACC. They don't get any of it. And that contract, I believe, goes into 2030s. I want to say 35, but it, it, it goes for a while. So kudos to whoever put together that deal because those teams are locked in. They're not going anywhere. They're stuck in the ACC. Big Ten, they're going to be cutting out some big checks. If Notre Dame wants in, Notre Dame better do something quick. I'm not going to sit around and wait. I would take Oregon. I would take Washington. And I would be okay with that. But until then, with USC and UCLA coming within 2024, I, I do have something that can help out the Big Ten when it comes to scheduling. Now, I do think this thing is going to expand. But at least until it does, here's what you can do as far as scheduling. And I think this will be the greatest thing that you can do. It'll give the Big Ten foresight and make them cutting edge. Very similar to how the SEC came up with the SEC championship game before everybody else did. Here's what the Big Ten can do. Now that you have 16 teams, everybody gets one and just one rival. You're going to play that team every year, home and home, no matter what. Now, what you do after that is you do set the other remaining teams that are there 
You can do it one of two ways. The next seven teams, you play them a home and home so that in year one and year two, you're back and forth. And then in year three and year four, you play the other seven teams that were not on the schedule for the first two years in a home and home. That way, every player gets to play in every stadium at least once in their four years in uh, at whatever college they are in the Big Ten if they stay for four years. Or you can alternate it. You can go, um, let's just call them Group A and Group B. The first group of seven is Group A. You play them. And then in year two, you play the next group of seven, Group B. And in year three, you flip-flop and you play all the games that were on the road at home and the games that at home are on the road of Group A in year three. And in year four, you play the flip-flop games of Group B. Very simple. Now, that leaves you eight conference games. And you're thinking, well, where's the ninth game? Very simple. The ninth conference game every year, and the Big Ten has shown me that they can do this because they did it during the pandemic. The ninth game is to be announced. The ninth game is going to be semifinal games for the Big Ten championship. The top four teams get to play each other. One, four, two versus three. The winners go on to Indianapolis or wherever they decide to hold the Big Ten championship game. That happens in in the ninth week of the Big Ten season, the final week of the Big Ten season. There it is. And everybody else kind of plays their like. So if you're not in the top four, five will play six, seven will play eight, nine will play ten, so on and so forth. So the final game, final final week of the Big Ten season won't be determined until at the end of the year. Now, the Big Ten can do this up in a show and all, but this gives you those playoff games that we've been desiring because it's going to make it fun. Because now, if you're the fourth best team in the Big Ten, you're not out of it. Now, I don't know if they're going to go to a pod system or divisions. I simply say, if you want to make this right, you want to do this, you know what? You could have divisions if you want, but just take the fourth best teams, the teams with the best records, and put them in and slot them one through four, let them play, and move on to the Big Ten Championship. And if you didn't make the first four, you're still up for a bowl game. So yeah, it's going to be a good win if six defeats five, because chances are both of those have good records. And whoever has the better record gets the home game. So you're going to sell out regardless. There's nothing to be made here but money because this makes sense. But yeah, it's a 1-7-1 one, one type of scheduling where you go your one protected rival, where you go seven of the other Big Ten teams in Group A, and then a couple years later you go in Group B, and then you have the one, which is the to-be-announced game at the end of the year. I think this would put the Big Ten... On cutting edge status, it will give them, it will give their fans, it will help the conference, it'll give people something to look forward to. And yeah, I think it could be done. But the only way it can, you only get one protected rival, rivalry game. And let's face it, they're going to do expansion. So this is only going to work for in the short term, but it allows for nine conference games, three non conference games. And uh, I think it'll help the Big Ten, especially when it comes down to getting representation into the college football playoff. So this is just my reaction to the expansion of the Big Ten, USC and UCLA getting ready to join them. 
I will be back with Evan a little bit later on. We got the holiday weekend coming up, so hopefully everybody's enjoying the holiday. You make sure you uh you follow this podcast, the five star zone at the five star zone with the number five. So the five star zone. Make sure you give that a follow. Make sure you give this podcast a like. Listen to it wherever you download your podcast. Tell your friends. We will be back for more, but I had to I had to take a little bit of a break from the holiday weekend just to, to give you my feelings on the Big Ten expansion with UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten in 2024. Have a great holiday, folks.